Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, the division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and Video Series, where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I'm really excited to talk about something that, that we've been really going deep, deep dive into the strategy of content marketing and, and how it really affects your marketing in 2020 and why brands often fail miserably at doing it. So in today's episode, we're really going to dive into what's the secret sauce to content marketing in 2020 and why do brands fail at digital marketing? So one of the things that, that we've talked about, for those of you who've tuned into the show before, if you haven't tuned in, welcome to the show. Um, we really talk about very tactical, very practical ideas and ways to um, improve, enhance, um, you know, amplify your digital marketing strategies and tactics. So um, one, of the, one of the premises that we've been building on for the last probably year and a half, almost two years, is the idea of we've got to shift away from this linear TV sort of single piece of, of commercial advertising as our core way of how we're going to reach the masses. You know, because it really boils down to this, is this device that, you know, is in our hands, this is like the television was to back in the day when the radio expired, right? So like, the internet is like the television and the television is like the radio, meaning the way we entertain ourselves and find information um, is all about the platforms and the accessibility to this information on our mobile devices. And so once brands really get a hold of that idea and concept, then you can start thinking about, okay, how am I going to do things differently? Because the, the methods of, of digital marketing and traditional marketing have really changed because the world we live in changes. Like we literally can access the world in our pocket now. Um, and it doesn't matter if you, you know, um, you know, it really doesn't matter what your disposable income level is because literally the, you know, people of all ages and, and creeds and races and economical statuses we all have these devices. The cell phone carriers have made it so easy and so affordable. We will we will choose to have a cell phone plan over healthcare. So like, you know, if it comes down to, hey, 40 bucks a month and I can get a cell phone with connectivity to the internet, I'll do that first before I get, you know, dental care. It just, it, it just is the way the world works today. So Let's talk about, let's, let's dive into what is the secret sauce. The secret sauce really is about creating um, content for the sake of, of creating an entertainment or educational valued content that's on a sustained, frequent publishing basis as your core strategy of how you're going to build brand awareness. And a lot of brands struggle with that. They struggle with that because they've not had to do that in, probably ever. Um, and, and they also find it very difficult to um, measure effectively if they were. So let me give you an example of that. 
What we're finding out is it is becoming more and more popular for brands to become publishers of original content. Um, you know, whether you think of that as long form content or, you know, medium form, you know, the, the length of the, the content isn't exactly the point. But rather than being the disruption of the content or the disruption of the show with your commercial, you become the actual show itself. And brands struggle. We, we often meet with, with clients and I talk to people in their industry and friends who are, you know, responsible for their marketing or friends of mine who own their own businesses or friends of mine who are executive directors of, you know, uh, large corporations or executive directors of associations. They struggle with this idea of how can we do this, Michael? How can we create this content? We don't really understand. But what they really what they're really saying is there's a couple of things. Number one, they're, they're not quite sure how they're going to be able to report or show immediate return on investment for this kind of content. Number two, they can't attribute any direct revenue to this long form, you know, kind of becoming the show. Uh, and, and just really that lack of measurement, you know, because we'll talk about the idea of, you know, having a, a show um, and, and inviting guests to be a part of the show, but they, they don't understand how that's going to work out. And, and in today's episode, I really want to give um, some practical examples by industry. Uh, and hopefully maybe someone's listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's my industry. Or this is how that could apply to my industry. So let's think about this. So how could a brand, you know, attract the kind of clients that, that will, they want to attract by creating a show that's really about, you know, examples of people who are not necessarily using your particular product, but people who are actively participating or doing things that are relative to your industry um, and the kind of service or products that you offer or people who are doing or who are, you know, exploring things that are relevant to your, your local um area, especially if you're a local business. Um, and so the concept here of, of the show might be, you know, a day in the life of blank um, or overcoming challenging challenges in the blank industry. And the idea is to invite people who are excelling or successful in that industry type and invite them to be guests on your show. Now that show could be a video format, it could be a podcast format. I recommend if you're going to do one, do them both. You can have the video, pull out the audio and run it as a podcast. So you've got both. So you really don't have to do either or. And then you can have the, the transcript of the show written. The important part, though, here is with the content, you do not need to advertise. That is exactly the, the opposite of what you're trying to do with the content, the fact that you are the host of the show is all of the advertising you need. I mean, essentially, you're you're getting the main sponsorship of the program because you're creating the program. So let's jump into a couple of, of ideas. Let's let's jump into a couple of examples of industries and what kind of show they might have. So uh, let's say you're a clothing retailer. 
and you're a clothing retailer that you, um, you know, really um, sell specifically to, you know, the outdoor, the outdoorsmen, you know, men and women who like to go hiking or fishing. And so, you know, you've got apparel um, or gear that you sell that is used by people who enjoy outdoor activities. So rather than, you know, having content that is you or your salesperson, you know, talking about the products that you sell, you invite people from the industry who are, you know, world champions or local champions of, you know, hiking or fishing tournaments or, you know, whatever is related to that specific sort of segment of what your product represents and inviting them and then doing that on an, on a regular basis. Right. And then really pumping that up. So whether you do it, you know, once a week, um, I mean, I, I feel like once a week is really the minimum commitment that you need to make to this in order to see the results that you want. And we'll talk about some examples of that um, towards the end of the show. Uh, let's talk about another kind of clothing retailer. What if you sell um, exercise um, clothing and or equipment. So having a show about people who are coming on who've lost a bunch of weight is a great type of show. I mean, think about all the reality shows that have been around weight loss and how addictive they are uh, and how people love to watch that and how people who have lost weight love to tell their story about how they did it. They could talk about their diet. They don't have to talk anything about using your product. It's just about reaching people who could be the kind of people that you want to do business and you want to publish content with great frequency on that. Uh, how about a completely different industry? What if you were a lumber company? You sold lumber. Well, you might have a show uh, about, this is really fun. You could have your staff every Friday take a set of Lincoln Logs and you do a talk with your staff and you guys build a Lincoln log structure um, and, you, and you record that and you just talk about it. Now, that that's not for educational sake. That's more for entertainment value. Right. And you could make fun you know, of your industry. And so that could be something that you make with your own homemade show, if you will. And people would love it. You know, and who knows, you know, people who love Lincoln logs might might tune in. But people who who are, you know, who like the industry would really love a show like that. Um, I know an engineering firm that does that with Legos um, uh, on a pretty regular basis. And uh, yeah, they got Legos attention. So that was kind of cool. Well, what about this? You could have a show if you were a lumber company that features, you know, you can invite deck builders, you can invite, um, you know, furniture makers, you know, you can invite all kinds of people who use products and how they do their business and just have them talk about the successes and the joys and the frustrations and the challenges. And again, the idea is you're the one hosting the party that people want to come to. And by having the show and inviting the guests that people think of as leaders that are in that industry automatically associates your brand with winning, with being a leader. All right, let's jump to another uh, industry. What about the restaurant? What if you're a restaurant or bar? How could you kind of implement this idea of, creating content for the sake of, of becoming entertainment or education value and not being an interruption in content like a commercial. So if you are a restaurant, you can think about having a home cooking show. 
And the idea would be that you can invite people into the kitchen at your location, or you could go to their location, whichever. And depending on what kind of restaurant you are, you might kind of, you know, segment the show. Like for instance, if you were a, a casual dining restaurant, you could have a show about, you know, quick meals in under 30 seconds to feed an entire family. Again, the idea is you want to reach the kind of audience that would come into your restaurant. Well, what if you're a fine dining restaurant? Well, in that case, you might want to have a show about gourmet dishes and how to prepare gourmet dishes. And especially a restaurant, you're really focused on that locale, the local sort of aspect. So maybe you invite influential people or regulars that come into your restaurant that you know are influential in the community. And you say, hey, would you be a guest on this show and we'll teach you, you know, how to prepare a gourmet meal? And again, that kind of, of programming, I mean, look at all the different cooking shows, like Gordon Ramsay has made a fortune making cooking shows with his empire, right? So a couple of ideas there. If you were a bar, obviously you could create shows about, um, you know, you could have, you could have um, your bartenders talk about pouring drinks and how to make special drinks. You could have, you know, if you were really focused on, like say you're one with a craft beer um, you know, location, you could talk about how to make home brews, um, you know, and, and you could bring people in and show them how to make their own beer. Again, it's about attracting people who are interested in your industry or in, in, in the product types that you sell, but not directly selling them. It's about creating content to, to cultivate the enthusiasm around your industry or around the, the location. And thus, have people see it for the sake of the content, not for the sake of the fact that you're going to do some product feature benefit and try to sell them. That is exactly the opposite of what we're trying to do here. Uh, how about another example? Now, this one is a little bit different. Um, I borrowed this. This is a real-world example of uh, for, for a realtor. So let's say you're a real estate agent and you're trying to think of how can I get my information? How can I how can I get out there without coming across like a car salesman or just a salesman in general, right? So there was a couple in Miami who went out and they went to all the fine dining restaurants in Miami, and they you know talked to the chef. They you know had a little kind of interview with themselves on you know. Um, what food they ordered and they gave their take on it. And, and after a few months, things really started to increase. People really started to watching the show. Their, their, their videos on YouTube just started to skyrocket because they were the only ones that had this sort of, you know, tour of Miami elegant dining series. And of course they put it on their website, on their blog. And so here you have this realtor that all they're talking about is fine dining in Miami. Well, guys, think about it. Who are they trying to sell homes to? They're trying to sell homes to people who can afford luxury properties on the beach or in the town. And so fine dining typically leads to people with disposable, higher disposable income than the average, right? And so they're talking about content that, that would appeal to the kinds of people they're trying to reach. All right, let's talk about what if you were a music equipment store? Let's say, so, you know, you sold guitars or you know, uh, you know, brass instruments or drums, you know, you can invite local musicians to your, um, 
your store and you could record them. They could have a, an acoustics, uh, acoustic session. You could have them talk about the instruments that they play. You could talk about, you know, all the different things. You could also have them talk about the venues um, that they like to play in the local area. You yourself could invite some of the owners of the local venues to your uh, show and have them talk about, you know, what it's like to play at those places. You become an expert in the local music scene from where to go. And then you also become an expert on the kinds of equipment to use that would attract artists, right? So in that scenario, the music equipment store, I think is really cool. How about another one? How about, what if you're an association? Now we're based in Tallahassee, Florida. We are the capital of the state of Florida. We have literally hundreds of associations. So I want to dedicate this little piece to you guys who might be tuning into the show so, all right, you're an association and let's just pick one. Let's say you are the um, Florida Association of Mine Safety, right? The miners in, um, in Tallahassee. Well, that could be an interesting um, way for you to um, go about reaching people who are actually in the mining community, right? You could actually have them um, you know, on the show and talk about their daily activities in the, the mining industry. Um, another thing to think about, and this is kind of a different tangent, is imagine associations are great when they put together their, um, you know, two-day conferences. And their two-day conferences are, you know, a series of, you know, 20 or 30 workshops. Well, imagine taking that content after the fact and creating a weekly series where you bring out highlights of each one of those workshops, you're essentially publishing content that's interesting to your members and stretching it out over an entire year. And you could create a, a video series or podcast series, you know, based on that, right? So you could include the, the Q&A, you could include the presentation. Obviously, you would need to record that information as part of the you know, overall, um, you know, strategy, but you know, that is a great way to do it. Now, last, last industry. What about if you were an automotive industry? So you're an automotive dealership, whether it's motorcycles or automobiles or boats, what have you. Um, you could have a show about why you don't need to come to the service department or why you don't need to come to the parts department and have basically a do it yourself Here's all the things that you can do, how to check your fluid levels or, you know, how to how to do all the little different things around, you know, your boat or your RV or your truck or car or motorcycle or whatever your automotive industry thing is. And it seems counterintuitive that, you know, you would have a show about why you don't need to come to the dealership, but people would like that. It's educational. You could bring humor into it um, and have a lot of fun with it. Oh. How-to shows are really fantastic. I think our show is kind of a how-to show, again, because we talk about very practical and tactical ideas that, you know, really talk about, you know, how do you execute these things? So, again, why brands don't do this is because they're going to have a hard time trying to figure out the return on investment. They're going to have a hard time trying to, you know, give a direct attribution to the investment they're going to put in this. But let me tell you why brands should do this. You know, I can tell you personally from experience from our own sake, as well as working with other clients, is this. 
for our own sake, we have found long-term loyalty and interest in cultivating awareness like we've never had in 35 years of being in business um, for ourselves. It's definitely elevated our brand awareness beyond just our local reach that we've had in sort of a local and state reach um, because people are, are finding us, on, especially on iTunes as well as Spotify uh, through podcasting. You know, we've got people in California, uh, in New York, in Chicago. I mean, literally all over the United States um, are tuning into the content that we that we publish. From a local standpoint, SEO is really important because when you take this content and you publish a video, you publish a, the audio and you create a blog and you embed that video and you embed the link to your um, podcast and then you also create a link that goes back to your original service area at the very end of the blog post for each episode, that's an incredible rock solid SEO strategy. And, you know, again, we've, I think this is probably like episode 260 something uh, is where we're at. Um, and so we've got over the last uh, 18 to 24 months, we've published like 200 plus um, blog posts and they've had some title of digital marketing in them. And if you literally Google digital marketing Tallahassee, we're number one. Of course we are number one because we publish anywhere from three to five original pieces of content in video, audio, and written form on our blog every week for the last two years. That's a signal to Google that says these guys are experts. So not only do the humans who watch the show and who tune into the show know that we are experts, but also the search engines are going, oh my gosh, here's new content. And not only is this new content being posted on a website, this new content is also um, being shared on social media. So there's social media signals that are bouncing back to the website. So we're, we're seeing that the return on investment is a higher ranking in the search. And maybe for you and your association or your automotive industry or your restaurant and bar company or your lumber business or your clothing retailer, you want to move up in your rankings for organically when people are searching for the kinds of products or services that you offer, that is the long-term ROI is you're going to move up in organic rankings. Cause I guarantee you the competitors in your industry are not executing this either. So if you're going to do one thing in 2020, if, if it's, it's now February, you haven't done anything new. I want you to really think about the idea of becoming the entertainment show or the educational show where you bring on experts from your industry or in your local market and have them be a part of an educational or entertainment program that can help build awareness for your business and can also help attract more clients, potential new clients, because you are an expert in your business. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you have a great day. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Have a great day and tune in next time.